If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. Welcome to The Gays Are Revolting, a definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you could be. You can follow us on Instagram at Gays Revolting Pod, or join our Facebook group at The Gays Are Revolting. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Podcasts rely on word of mouth, so tell your friends how revolting those gays really are. Hey guys! Hi. Welcome back! Welcome back to you! Oh, thank you! <laughs> we, we missed you! Oh, I yeah. missed you guys too! If we are joined by our regular host once again, I'm sorry for my reads, they aren't good this oh, week whatsoever. Oh. They're statements. That's right, we don't expect <laughs> <They're> statements. <laughs> Luke has glasses! Statements. <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> well, first up, you gotta treat him mean to keep him keen, it's Luke! Yay! Yay. Hello! And we treat him very I mean, mean, it's accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it still hurts. <laughs> and with his quick wit, he'll smack the taste out of your mouth. It's Thomas. Yay. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say quick wit and big dick, but that's fine. Oh, that's no. good Next too. Time. That Next wouldn't time. be a Next way. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a Enjoy. part of a real life farmer wants a wife. It's Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're oh, rhyming too. They're cute. No, they were very you. cute like reads. You. Thank you, Mark. I just, I was really struggling. <laughs> that was nice. You did. You and gone done did good, kid. Yeah. Oh, we did miss you. Are you feeling better? I'm feeling slightly better. Better. Good, I mean, yeah. the flu is no longer destroying my life, so good. that's all good. Very glad to hear. You've got that nice baritone it, going. Yeah, yeah. It's really low that's, and that's the best thing about being sick. How's everyone been? I miss you guys. Good. Yeah. It's been a great yeah. week for nerds. Game of Thrones, Avengers. I'm happy. I'm like, my nerds. Oh, I'm really excited to see the new Avengers. It's very, oh, it's very oh. good. Yeah. I said, uh, no spoilers. No, I had an Uber driver 
And I said, have you seen The Avengers? <gasps> because I'm not interested in it, but enough people were talking yeah, about it yeah. that I'm now invested. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, it's stupid. Bleep dies in it. <gasps> and just spoiled the whole oh, movie. That's a one-star rating right there. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean we have to cut what you just said? Because No, I said, no, I said bleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought bleep that's must be a cut. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't watch know. A Marvel I don't movie. watch these superhero <laughs> bleep. shit. Yeah, the fucking wild adventures of bleep and bleep. co. I, I don't know. Like, I thought it might be a cute little there character. There is one called Groot. <laughs> Groot, yeah, you know what? You He's know. not far off. <laughs> not, yeah. not terrible. Far off. But I was gooped. Mm-hmm. I gave him one yeah. star, and then he tried to do that lame thing where people backpedal and spoil, being like, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, like, oh, uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm particularly enjoying this um, red wine. Are you enjoying it? I'm not drinking at the moment. You haven't had a sip yet? Uh, so I don't know no, what you It's quite good. It was really nice. cheap. Oh, yeah. Is this the bottle? <laughs> I'll have no. to drink that as well. Oh, this no, there's a bottle. This is a new one. We've we've had people comment about, like, you're clearly all drinking during these episodes and yes we oh, are absolutely. and we usually <laughs> have slurp, a slurp. box of wine we've been doing how many episodes are we up to 40 something remember yeah. like the first episode and our lovely producer Dan was like you can't drink in here and we're like <laughs> yeah. we'll change you fuck that <laughs> but um, I just got paid from Comedy Festival so tonight we're drinking a bottle oh, of wine. oh he's treating us a $10 bottle of wine but it's oh. not bad hey? no it's Actually, pretty good, it's pretty good. I like we used to have yeah. champagne yeah, yeah. We used to have, oh. there was champagne for a while well yeah because we were stealing it from the other podcast yeah. that used the studio I just thought we were treating new studio. <laughs> um, I've had a good week. I discovered this week I, yeah. I, I had my 10th anniversary mm. of working at my day job. Oh, wow. 10 wow. years. That's crazy. I know. And it was quite exciting. I was quite excited to go in and sort of have like a fun day because it was really cute. Everyone sort of mm. made a big deal out of it. But then someone pulled out photos from the first few months when I started working there. And I realized I've put on about two kilos for every year that I've worked there. <laughs> oh, wow. So then the rest of the day was pretty... <laughs> oh, <laughs> the rest of the day was, was pretty... That? Yeah. Oh. I discovered in relationship life I've aged six years because I went to an open garden on the weekend. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> what yeah. is that? It's when some rich people have a very nice garden and then they charge other people to go look at it. Stop it's it. Sort of like, oh, no, it's like, it's like old money. like Yeah. Old money inherits. So, sort of like Downton Abbey kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah absolutely. A, a beautiful old building with estate. They don't have the money that they used to have so they can the garden up and sell <laughs> oh tickets. God. So Dun- Dunks stuff. and I went for a two-hour drive. I judged someone's wealth on like the quality of their hedges. They had crazy big <laughs> yeah. hedge. It was really cool. Well, don't look at my pubes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, thought, I thought open garden was when you rim a guy that hasn't shaved or... Woo! Yeah. Douche. <laughs> Douche. <laughs> that's, when you rim that's, a homeless guy. <laughs> it's a free-for-all. <laughs> that's a jungle. <laughs> a garden is kept. <laughs> So I've had like 10 days since I finished Comedy mm-hmm. Festival, which means oh. I've just basically been on the couch binging television and movies nice. and Netflix and everything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have realized, I watched Tea with the Dames the other day. Have you all seen Tea no. with the Dames? You, you told me words. about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, Maggie Smith, Judy Dench, Joan Plowright, oh, and yeah, Eileen Atkins. They catch up every now and then, get drunk. Mm-hmm. These are four old English dames and chat about shit. I realized that they are like the old white lady version of our podcast. They're like <gasps> sassy, yeah. very interesting, very funny. Um, so highly recommend watching that. But that's oh. what I want to talk about. Yeah. I also watched. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to throw uh, a, a topic a at you that you didn't know right that we were doing. No, no, I want to talk about a special, which is a new yeah. Netflix show. Which um, a Netflix special. Netflix. Well, it's a Netflix special, but it's also called <laughs> yeah. Special, which a lot of people have also messaged us about and written to us about, saying mm. how much they've loved it. A quick recap for those who have not seen it without doing any spoilers: the show is written by, produced, and starring Ryan O'Connell, who's an American mm-hmm. writer, and he 
is a person living with a disability. He has um, mm-hmm. cerebral palsy and is also gay. So he wrote this book about his life. And basically, he you know was living with cerebral palsy. Cerebral mm-hmm. palsy is a physical disability that you're born with. Yeah. And was living with that, obviously, his whole life and got into a car accident. Mm-hmm. And then when he met people after that, he realized he could tell them he'd had a car accident. And then uh, they yeah, just yeah. sort of assumed that his cerebral palsy was... I didn't realize was it was based on a in, true... Yeah, it's his yeah, life. Yeah, it's yeah. his life. It's yeah. his wow, life. Okay. Yeah. So he wrote this book about how he told every, he yeah. started lying to people and well, saying yeah. that he's he was car, injured and so. not disabled because yeah. he found that people were less freaked out by yeah. someone who was injured rather than someone who right. was disabled, which is a really yeah. interesting take on, on, mm-hmm. on yeah. disability. Um, and Jim Parsons of Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. although we won't hold that against him, um, <laughs> read the book and was like, let's turn this yeah. into a TV show. Ryan was already a TV writer and is also a producer and stars in this yeah. show. And it's a fantastic show. It's so good. For me, one of the exciting things I thought was like... I was I was watching it thinking, fuck, this is amazing this is being made. Why hasn't yeah. this been made before? And then yeah. I thought, you know what? 24 years ago when I, yeah. you know, when my parents were on the couch watching- I was like, don't lie and say adult. when you were born. No, no. Like- <laughs> <laughs> like, when my parents were watching like Seinfeld or Friends, yeah. or, you yeah. know, I would sit there and if there was the mere mention of gay, mm-hmm. I got so excited. It and like, it was often yeah. even like a derogatory yeah. comment. But if mm-hmm. just to hear gay people referenced uh, yeah, totally. in mainstream yes. television was so exciting. And to think mm-hmm. in that space of time, you know, then we sort of had the um, queer mm-hmm. as folk phase and all that sort of stuff. But now we've- thanks to streaming services we're getting into a time where we can have mainstream media Mm -hmm. TV shows and movies and that sort of thing talking about other people in the LGBTI community not just pretty white gay guys fucking uh, you, you've all seen it? I love yeah, so Duncan and I were yeah. kind of hungover on Sunday and then we put on an episode and then we're like, wow, and we just watched the whole series in one sitting. They're so easy to watch. I yeah. Think like 20 minutes each or something? Yeah, they're which like, is a great new yeah, format. It's yeah. so doing easy to digest something that way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like 17 minutes at the very most and yes. I think the shortest episode is like 12 minutes. Mm. And so it's sort of like they this like well. size episode. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's such an endearing character and he's really likable. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever really watched a show that starred someone with a disability or no. had any main characters mm. with a disability. We've and seen lots I didn't, of able-bodied people playing people yeah, with disabilities and, so yeah. see someone just telling their own story. I didn't really know what I was going to be getting into and I was like, this is going to mm. be like a really depressing mm. kind of show. Like, I didn't know what it was and mm. it was very, very quirky and fun and all the characters are very likable. Yeah. His best friend, um, Kim, Kim oh I'm obsessed with her. She's uh, so fun. You know Panam what I love Patel. about her? <laughs> it's not a character based on the fact that she's Indian. Yeah, it's a character based on the fact that she's a fierce Amazing. She's yeah. so and fucking she fierce kills and she's it. just like fuck everybody attitude. Yeah. I'm yeah. awesome. And the fact yeah. that she's an Indian woman is just a part Second of who part she of is. But that's what I feel like that's what this yeah. whole show is about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone it's just in about, it. And it's the realest show that I've watched yeah. in such a long time. These characters are real. Yeah. They're fleshed yeah. out. One thing I really like about Ryan's character and, mm. and possibly because he wrote it mm. himself is this is the first time that I've ever seen a person with a disability mm-hmm. that's actually a bit of an asshole. Because he, yeah. he is an yeah, asshole. He can be a bit We sort of like mainstream media sort of treats disabled people as these holier than that. Yes. Very yeah, fragile, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Look, That's be it. careful what yeah. you, how you depict yeah. a disabled person. No, disabled people. It's can a be real everyday well. human. Like, that has it's just all... a human being. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Mm. All aspects. I think the discussion around able bodyism mm. is a really important one at mm. the moment. There's actually an Australian LGBT film that came out last year called Pulse. It's more of a science fiction film, but written and directed by Daniel Monks, who's a uh, Australian gay man who's also disabled. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wrote this screenplay about a kind of science fictiony body swap scenario right. but he also starred as oh. the lead character who was disabled and it wasn't about his disability so much or his sexuality it was, yeah. it was really refreshing to watch luckily i got to sit around for a q a afterwards full disclaimer there's some questionable trans elements in that story because okay. i actually asked him in the q a and said have you had feet because he 
body swaps to get out of his disabled body into right. the body of a woman. Okay. And then gets to live out a lot of his mm. able-bodied fantasies. Oh. And I said, have you actually had feedback yeah. from the trans community about this? Because yeah. right. I don't know if they would appreciate a story about being able to swap your body with like a pill. Right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, but he did address it and say, well, I wasn't trying to tell a story about the trans experience. It was about the disabled Mm-hmm. experience and and that's the focus of the story it's mm-hmm. been yeah. received well but i had those same thoughts at the time of being like this discussion around disabilities in a culture that is so appearance based you know we can be yeah. quite obsessed mm. with how we look and how we present and and judge people mm. and their worth on how attractive and fuckable they are mm. yeah, yeah totally um these stories i think uh increasingly important Mm -hmm. as well as stories about people of color but can be harder to come by yeah absolutely yeah yeah, definitely it's really interesting you talk about like level of attractiveness with disability and how people perceive that that's the thing one of the great scenes i thought in this show at the very start when he talks about being on a scale of disability because he has a relatively mild i mean cerebral palsy is a very hard thing to Mm -hmm. live with it does happen as a a scale and and it can be incredibly severe and it's sort of it's to do with your joints so his is it's 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 muscular yeah restrictions and that sort of thing so can affect pretty much the entire yeah. body, but yeah. to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. So he has a, a fairly medium level, let's say, yeah, of yeah. cerebral palsy. And, and there's a great scene at the start of the series where he's um, doing a training session and um, yeah, he's talking he's about his, he, his yeah. jealous that he, he sort of wishes that he was either more like, disabled, more disabled yeah, like, or, less. or less disabled because yes. being this half disabled, people Absolutely. don't know whether he's got a limp or whatever. And, and that's it, what gives him the idea to come up with. It was, I found it really interesting that he compared it to being biracial. Yeah. And like the physio themselves were just like oh that's wrong but you know what like i've definitely had those thoughts when i was a kid like mm-hmm. i wish i was either more black or more white yeah right like that middle being that middle ground can be really confusing especially being a young person like i have no idea what it's like to mm. live with a disability mm. whatsoever yeah. i don't claim to know but I, I really resonated with that statement and perhaps I that's get where you're coming yeah, yeah. and perhaps that's a testament to his writing yeah. is that although that's mm-hmm. a very like risky joke to put yeah. in there mm. it has straight away in the first scene of the first That's episode it. made you go oh, oh I get where you're coming yep, from like cool. that, that I can sort of put this on a, on a level that I, that I relate yeah. to even yeah. though I'm not somebody that's living with a disability That's it. talking about other queer cinema and stuff mm. like I've seen a huge amount of queer cinema I don't think mm. I've ever seen a sex scene until this show a yeah. gay sex scene between yeah. somebody with a disability and quite a real scene yeah like it wasn't yeah. really very like all the glitz and glamour it no 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 it was, like... a, it was a real sex scene <laughs> yeah um, I think I, mean, I saw an interview scene. with the actor what, what's the actor's name Ryan O'Connell yeah yeah and he was saying the shows he grew up with were like queer as folk queer as folk that's right and then it's all like super sexy like guys and they all have like porn style sex and everything Mm. and I thought it was really refreshing that he depicted like a really fresh new experience because I think in the show he hires a sex worker yeah Yeah. which is also a really great thing to be seeing you know we've I don't know We've talked a lot about it on this yeah. show, but it's something often that sex yes. workers are talking mm-hmm. about when they're talking about the legalization of being a sex yeah. worker and that sort of stuff. Is that that's a service that really is mm-hmm. utilized a lot in the disabled community? It, I've, I have a close friend who works with people with brain injuries, and yeah. she's told me stories of places that yeah. do hire sex workers for patients because obviously there are people and they have needs, and yeah, yeah. like so and, and because it of is the a way thing, society definitely. treats people with disabilities, you know, it, it makes regular it difficult. people yeah. as well. Yeah, so I think it was really fantastic to see that played out definitely on 
Netflix, like the biggest well, yeah. fucking streaming service in the world. Yeah. And, it wasn't, and that's the other thing that's, uh, that I was thinking about when watching your show to go back to mm-hmm. um, compared to 25 years ago, 30 years ago. I think this is one of the huge benefits of streaming mm. services. Yeah. We all complain, oh, why isn't free-to-air television doing stuff that's more poignant? It's like, well, their problem is that they've got to service a geographical location. Yeah. So how many people would watch this show if Channel 10 made it? Mm-hmm. You know that's what I mean? It. Does Freedom Air still... It still exists. It's yeah. My TV's not even connected. It's, <laughs> o- it's only Netflix. I only know because they watch ABC yeah. News in the mornings and that's literally the only feed-away television. Yeah, I can't even remember what it's like, yeah. to be honest. But the great thing about streaming services is they're going, well, we can make this show about a gay disabled mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And because we're putting it all around the world, yeah. there is enough people there that, that want to see it, yeah. which I think is promising when you sort of think about the future also, of where it could go. the scene with the sex worker, I found it really refreshing that it wasn't like depicted in some kind of grungy, scary... Yeah, like, no. It wasn't yeah. like some really over-sexualized person. It was like someone who was very welcoming, warm, in like a really nice kind of apartment yeah. and everything. It wasn't like kind yeah, of what you would see expect sex when you... Pe- depicted on, yeah, on, on that main like that stereotypical yeah. pornographic yeah, alleyways, kind of, yeah. $5 out a window, yeah, like car dirty, window, you know. Which yeah. is not how a lot of sex works happens. No. Mm-hmm. Like it is mm. in the home. Do you all follow any disabled porn stars on Twitter? I, I don't. I don't really follow any porn stars. I'm not really personally, on that's because I check it at work. <laughs> <laughs> I follow heaps because they have some very yeah. interesting really? insights into oh, yeah. it. Oh, um, oh. But there are like a few notable disabled porn stars yeah. on Twitter. DM me if you want to know. <laughs> okay. uh, there's a sexuality there that hasn't really mm-hmm. been explored in the media at all. You don't even, like, I haven't even read many articles yeah. uh, about the sexuality and the, yeah. the physicality of a sexual experience mm. for a disabled person. So, mm-hmm. But I do know a disabled sex worker working in Melbourne and they seem to do very well. That's mm. great. One of the scenes I really enjoyed in the show was when they're at a pool party. I think oh, it's yeah. his boss. Yeah, and I think it just really addressed some really nice like body dysmorphia and issues. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. With that because he's at this party and there's all these like ripped ass like mm-hmm. uh, gay guys and speedos and everything, and his friends telling him to like derobe and like get into a speedo and yeah. he wasn't comfortable. And he's like, I don't look like that. And she was just a very proud like voluptuous woman. Yeah. And it was just I don't know it was a really nice scene just to show that not all. People are like that, and yeah. you can be very empowered. And, and also, he's actually a really attractive way. guy. Yeah. He is. Nice. I think he's very cute. He's yeah. a very attractive guy. But very attractive people can still have hang-ups about Absolutely. their bodies. And so, for yeah. him, he's CP. But there are other people yeah. that might have whatever issue that they have with mm. their own body that can still have yeah. issues with not wanting to take their tops off and, and get yeah, yeah. into speedos and, and the- pool party. And that can be their biggest nightmare, going to one of those yeah. LA-style pool parties. Totally. Where everyone's like- uh-huh. And she makes him like take his clothes off and tell her like all the things he yeah. likes about himself. Mm. And even if it was only a few couple things it was yeah Brian Alvarez who plays the sex worker in the show mm. so yes. just go back there he's in he's Will and Grace yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. also he's very Jack funny Sizer. on YouTube I thought he did such a good job as yes, the sex he worker did yeah. so well I thought really fantastic Perfect. much better than he is also, in Will and Grace <laughs> I really love the character of his mom I think she's such a great oh, actor this is also, another thing I want to talk about sorry she, yeah. she I was like why do I know her face she looks so familiar yeah. she's from Friends yes. she's, she's the lesbian partner oh my god she's the lesbian partner of Ross's ex-wife I was like why do I I was like, why does your face annoy yeah. me? Yeah. That's why. <laughs> but no, I really like her character in the show. <laughs> but that's another thing about this show that I really like. It addresses mm. a whole lot of different... Um, so many different ...things aspects. that happen yeah. in real life that we don't in talk relation, about. So there's yeah. this great sort of storyline with his mum, mm-hmm. who's sort of rediscovering her sexuality. And, yes. Yes. you know, she also, spent like, a long period of her life. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she spent a long period of her She's life just a being his carer. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden mm-hmm. is dating yeah. again for the first time since his dad. I think that's a really fantastic storyline. I really enjoyed her story a lot. I thought that yeah. was really, really brilliant. And also the, the whole like millennial pop culture thing with mm-hmm. the jo- 
job because he's sort of got a job. I love yeah. the work people. Like yeah. the boss. Olivia. Oh boy. She I love so much at his boss. It's like a great she tongue says, in cheek take uh, on millennial culture. The yeah. workplace is actually what I imagine Kyle's workplace is. Like. <laughs> Look, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this looks like Kyle's work. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I imagine it's like BuzzFeed or something. Like, yeah. Because exactly, they talk about yeah. all the articles, like offensive, like clickbait articles that they have to write. It's very funny. I think the only, not to be the Debbie Downer, but I think the only part of the show that full disclosure I only watched the first two episodes but didn't sit well with me was actually the Kim character oh, oh really yeah. you didn't oh, I like thought her. she was the best she's, one of the best she's my favourite one as, as soon as she arrived it kind of reminded me of that old film trope of like the sage black woman they have all the knowledge and the tools and they mentor oh yeah. but you need to watch some more episodes I, yeah, yeah you got, need to yeah. you need to get end. you need to get right to the end because it's, she plays it's not, into not everything that. is as, as yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. Yeah. in those yeah. first yeah. few episodes I was just like I hope this character has a bit more grit yeah. and yeah. depth because it's kind of shifting away because that trope has become so obvious yeah. of like the mystical wise mm-hmm. black mm. woman the Whoopi Goldberg kind of character that it's shifted into these like biracial more ethnically diverse roles yeah. I don't know if you've seen it in a lot of things but mm-hmm. it is often the Indian saying, yeah. character mm-hmm. now because yeah. we, yeah. t- we talked before this episode about mm. ethnically diverse roles and yeah. Yeah. like oh yeah I could play one of three characters <laughs> yeah. and watch modern tv i'm like now that's the new one for brown brothers yeah is we can be either a film nerd a terrorist or mm-hmm. a really wise yeah. <laughs> like but i think she's i never thought one. that i just thought yeah. she was like a really yeah. boss ass female character but doesn't like, she like do a joke when she's like oh i know what you're thinking about me like if i lose a few kilos i could play the yeah. um mindy oh what's carling yeah oh, yeah. she yeah. makes a mindy carling joke yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I I do what you're saying, but I think if you yeah. watch it a bit further, Just you'll see. Keep that watching. Yeah. It, she has more depth. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah that was my. Own her, she's got her own story. That, that's like a full face that she's putting on. Mm. Yeah, you'll get to the heart of it. <laughs> So we have a fan submitted topic. Um, what it's like to be gay and to move to a new city, which I think a few of us have done. I've yeah. done. Yeah. Luke's uh, done. Uh, I did. I mean, you've I, done. I moved we from done. like not the city to the city. Hey, so. yeah, that's kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> I moved to London for tea. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that's like the back same in the black thing. and white days. I'm just goofed till we got a fan suggested question that I wasn't know. about our penises. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's refreshing. Really, thank you so much. <laughs> Moving to a new city, I think as a gay guy, it's like mm. such an exciting thing for a lot yeah. of guys I think because it's that aspect of thinking fresh like fresh meat, meat. Yeah. it's like I've dated oh, everyone yeah. in this city mm. I need to get out and like everyone thinks that their pastures are way greener yeah. in another city and you'll find the love of your life and well, everything you will go great well look I did <laughs> it's yeah. going well for me so far it was quite an easy transition because I did move down to Melbourne with my brother so well, I always yeah. had that support uh, yeah, that helps for sure um, obviously I miss my friends and everything but I had a very close friend in Melbourne already so it was very nice when I moved here because I had like an instant group of friends mm. and it was very nice and I just could go out all the time and then things got a bit complicated one day when he told me he had feelings for me. Oh, did yeah. he put a carrot in your letterbox? What? No, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Wrong person? I think that's, just ignore that. I think that's somebody else. <laughs> yeah, so it was a very good friend that I had for many years. He told me he had feelings for me and Cute. it, yeah, it was, I wish I felt the same way, but I didn't. Yeah. So he needed space and 
with that space, he took all his friends. So yeah. I did go oh. through quite a rough patch of going from having a full social group in a new city, being to very exciting, no to one. just being kind of deserted and having yeah. nobody. I, I always have my brother, but it's different. I know, it's like family. Yeah. It can be so intimidating, especially mm. for gay guys, I think, as mm. well, because the scene can be so clicky. Well, I, said, like, I assume that you would have built up your own little gay group in Brisbane? To be honest, actually, no. I didn't really have many gay friends in Brisbane. I had a lot of female friends. Okay. I think yeah. since now in Melbourne... Well, I a have... support group, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. In... That, and they knew that you were gay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, go, yeah. Have, it's kind of it, starting fresh. It's scary because fresh. Like, going into any new space as a, as a gay person or anyone in the LGBTI, rainbow tapestry. Yeah. Yes. Um, you've got to sort of re-come really yeah. out again to people. Absolutely, mm. yeah. Mm. But fortunately, I met people through work. I have a great group of friends now. I have you That's guys. Mm. Very we like you, yeah. <laughs> well, you're my friends on Facebook. We're actually, we've got you a present, actually. It's a ticket back to Brisbane. <laughs> oh, I'll just do a live show by myself. <laughs> and no one will come. It's like, okay, bye. <laughs> it was crazy moving here. I've been in Melbourne for 15 years ago or something stupid. Yeah. It's weird because I was talking to someone at work about this today. You know, 15 years ago in Adelaide, we just had the one gay bar. We had Mars oh, Bar in yeah, the city. Okay. Uh, me and a friend used to sneak in there in high school. And I remember looking around at the crowd because it was like the place where the gay community could congregate. Mm. We didn't have apps back then. We didn't have iPhones. Mm. We were still on Nokias. Oh, um, so that's where people went. And I remember looking at the scene and being like, this is it. Mm. Yeah. Like when you finish yes. high school and you come out, this is mm. the mm-hmm. extent of your community. And that was a terrifying thought at yeah. the time. Yeah. But coming from a city with like, one gay bar and a yes. really close-knit gay yeah. community mm-hmm. to Melbourne, which had multiple and mm. had two warring factions over mm. either side of a river. North side. Yeah. Oh, boy. Had, you have to you somehow... fucking north side. Arbitrarily. <laughs> 15 years ago, there was really not much of a north side. <laughs> yeah. we've, yeah. mi- we've all migrated. The, that was quite intimidating. That It was kind of like, where do I start? But yeah. Yeah. the apps came out soon after that. Yeah. And I think that really helped. helped in terms of like just being able to connect with connect someone, with yeah. people, even if it was one person at mm-hmm. a time. Yeah. yeah. That you kind of started to get an idea of who was who in the community mm-hmm. and, and where people mm-hmm. went and where you fit into that mm-hmm. tapestry. And now I'm on a show talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about being young and fresh meat in a new city is like, you don't need to ask people to talk mm, to you. Like yeah. people will- They flock. Flock <laughs> to you, especially yeah. on the apps. And- Because yeah. they see that you're new. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> you mean you're the new, new block on the grid. Yeah, that's mm. it. And so I found it really easy just to tell people immediately, like I am- new to this city yeah. mm. and you honestly never really had to say much more than that mm. and yeah. people mm. would say great that gives me a good way to ask you for sex yeah mm. and i can show you two or three of my favorite places so it was always tied up with a bit of sex at least for me because i have low self-esteem <laughs> i would have sex with all of these people yeah but i could definitely see someone with more confidence being able to use the apps yeah. just to literally say I want to Yeah, know. I've definitely met people that have moved to Melbourne that are just mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm looking for friends, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. 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 When I, I So I moved to London when I was 19, which was 13 years ago. So again, no smartphones, but there was like manhunt and that sort of stuff. Yeah. For me, the way that I got to know people was just by going to gay bars. I mean, I guess London's busier and, and there's more gay bars and mm. they're 
open every night of the week and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I would go out to the bars and just sort of chat to people. And to, I mean, I don't think I'd have the confidence to mm. do it now, but <laughs> and was like, oh, where can I meet gay people? So I got a job at a theatre on the gayest That's on where Old you Compton meet gay Street. people. Yeah. <laughs> got a job working at Mary Poppins the Musical. Oh, boy. Uh, on the gayest street on Old Compton Street in London. Made a lot of gay friends mm. through that and, yeah. and going out and that sort of thing. And it was funny because like, I, I had no experience of just going up to strangers beforehand. Mm. Like I'd only been out for a while. I So I finished high school. I was 18. Mm. I had an amazing summer on Commercial Road. Then moved to Ballarat for a year to study yeah. acting. Oh, wow. Decided that I didn't need to study acting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And that I was going to move to London and be a famous actor. So I dropped uni and then moved to London. I'd always been in very Mm. queer positive environments. Mm. Side note, I'm doing better than any of the people that finished the course are doing. So, you know, that's just with this podcast. (laughs) Um, But I I would just go to bars and just go up to people and start chatting to them and that sort of thing. And um, I made some amazing friends who I'm still friends with now, who I I still, I've had them come and visit me here. I've been back to London to visit them as well. I don't want to brag, but also... Talked to of what is now the UK's most famous drag queens into doing drag for the first time. Oh, Whatever, don't need to go on about Love it. it. Um, <laughs> their names are Mary Mac and Tanya Hyde. Oh. oh, well, they tell me that they're some of your the UK. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know they're That's doing very well. They're, they're doing gigs every now. Love it. The smartphone thing that you bring up is a really interesting one. I, I, I can't imagine how much nicer yeah. it is moving to a new city yeah. now with a smartphone. I remember when I moved to London, I was like, I have no idea. That would be quite terrifying. Yeah. There's no, yeah. like, there was no True. way of like chatting to randoms. Also, when I first got there, I didn't even have a phone. And then when I did, oh, it was shit. a Nokia. Yeah. And I, when I first moved there, I would write my address <gasps> on my art because I didn't even, because their addresses are so weird and they've got like, you need to know all the six letters of your postcode afterwards. Yeah, also to get yeah no, yeah. I recently learned this yeah. as well. Yeah. So I'd write it on my arm before mm. I went out because if I went home with a guy, I could end up <gasps> who fucking knows like, Deliver my body yeah. to the street. <laughs> and I would have no idea how the public, there was no like looking up the public transport yeah. on social media uh, or calling an Uber. No, Uber didn't like exist. I would just walk Uber. out to a, what looked like until I could find a busy street and then just hope that a black cab came past and then just be like, do you <laughs> know you this? I'm so glad you said cab. <laughs> Help I like, oh, me. Whoa. <laughs> I have a thing. Oh, oh, yeah. I love it. I think and hope that the, 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 the thing <laughs> hadn't washed off my arm if I'd been fisting or something like that. Oh, Jesus. You left your numbers in a man. I think the other cool thing is spaces like our Facebook group, for example. I've seen people post in there being like, do people know what is going on in this part when they're visiting I've heard. I was recently speaking to someone and they told me about this event in Melbourne called Unicorns. I love Unicorns It's like It's like someone's telling me it's like a speed dating thing, but it's also opened up to just people, like queer people, wanting to make friends. And you go on like three dates and they give you like events and activities and stuff. I was like, I want to go to this. Networking, but for friends. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's started so off unicorns is like the umbrella like <gasps> yeah. for the whole company but mm-hmm. they do like five six different types of events okay. whereas they have like a big party where everyone's yeah. involved they do yoga they do it the sounds speed dating very exciting yeah it's amazing I would love get if I was unicorns. new in the city I'd absolutely want to get do that to me <laughs> get into yeah. unicorns I'll let unicorns get have into you <laughs> <laughs> I think they do like a white party I th- oh I think god, they god here we oh, go wow. <laughs> and they wear hoods <laughs> and they burn across <laughs> oh, you know everybody goodness. needs to make friends <laughs> oh boy. I mean, like, when I first moved to the city, I didn't have a single gay friend for like three years. 
at all because mm. you what, had a support well like I had my it's not about support like, network, that's, yeah, that's it yeah. like I had my group of skater friends that, that mm. they were sort of the reason why I moved to the city and then every other interaction I had with a gay person like I was lucky that I had like the apps that I mm. could be like yeah. hey like I don't mm. know anybody yeah rub it in you're like, younger than us whatever <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, like, it was literally like bad interaction after bad interaction yeah. after bad interaction and there was a time where like, I just gave up because mm. I was just like nah gays aren't for me gays is the well, sorry I was in London at it's the time not- <laughs> I'm sure you would have got on like a house we're here now <laughs> I think actually that just reminded me one bit of advice that I have to yeah. people that are moving to new cities is that you don't actually have to lower your standards no. in terms oh. of the friends and the connections yeah. that you make if I could take back the, the amount of friends I made in that first year sorry if mm. you listen to this show <laughs> um, when I first moved to Melbourne that would just drop kick people. Yeah. I was friends with someone who took a shit in a supermarket. Okay. Yeah. And, that's, <laughs> oh, wow. That's you yeah. know, had no problem with that. Yeah. And Jeez. also like, didn't tell me that I was sitting in a pool of semen. Yeah. Because oh. she'd spat oh. it out 10 minutes oh, beforehand. Oh, I thought it would have oh, oh, uh, What? Wow. Just like some really bottom of the barrel friendships yeah. that I felt like I needed those because yeah. I just did not know anyone yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> Clean up on aisle six, not so much. <laughs> yeah. She ended up dating the underbelly drug lord guy. Oh. In the like, actor or the actual? <laughs> like the the actual. Oh, wow. The one that got stabbed in prison and died. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Recently... Myself and Josh have taken a step back from being social because we are saving up to go away. Classic. Which is very exciting. I've really, really missed being out in the gay community mm-hmm. and supporting a lot of my friends doing drag shows and yeah. art installations and different comedy shows and stuff. And it sort of got me thinking of the importance of supporting one another sort of going out and showing my support for my fellow gays out there because Mm -hmm. how the hell are we going to take over the world if we aren't going to be (laughs) out there supporting one another? And especially with, like, the online community as well when, like, a queer person has done something that's noteworthy. From time to time, you sort of see it where it doesn't really get that sort of same notoriety as what it should because people sort of get jealous and they get Uh, that weird sort of... Yeah, Yeah. yeah, that weird competitiveness of... Yeah, I think 
we should definitely be building each other up. Yeah. And supporting, supporting each other's other art. Yeah. Other. Oh, like when, when I leave Maiden comments on Troy Sivan's Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that what we're talking and about? And then I'm there to build them up because yes. I'm like, don't you listen don't to that, Luke. Don't be cutting them down. <laughs> I mean, especially in Australia because we have this whole tall poppy syndrome. Is that an Australian term? Yeah. You know how Australians are sort of like, as soon as someone's doing well, they're like, yeah. that Pretty person's shit. Oh, you got to like, just bring them, like yeah. humble them. Like, and bring so them to be like a, a successful politician or uh-huh. yeah. actor or TV yeah, host yeah. or something like that in Australia, you kind of have to keep your pride in tow. Yes. You can't sort of yeah. say, I'm really you proud can't be of this too thing proud I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so you've got so to like, bring that that's humbleness. Tall, that's tall yeah. puppies. Yeah, okay. So, but I kind of feel like our community, especially in Australia on the scene, is really good at not mm-hmm. doing that. I don't yeah. know if that's a rebellion against mm-hmm. mainstream tall poppy syndrome or something yeah. like yeah. that. But you're right. Like, you know, we look at people yeah. that are really rocking it on the drag scene, for example. Yes. Karen from Finance. Absolutely. Art yeah. Simone. Yeah. Filmer Box. Those sorts of people. Filmer and Box. Filmer Box. Sorry. Amazing. You great Filmer? Yeah. No, oh, but I know oh, the name is great. She's incredible. Yeah. Their whole thing is about like putting on gigs where they can get enough of an audience along to yeah. pay properly yeah. to have these other queens come and do the show mm-hmm. with them and that sort of stuff. I think it's really fantastic. No, we've just had the Melbourne Comedy Festival yeah. here. Yes. And I guess since being on this podcast, I've never really attended many gay type of events or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I went to lots of gay events. I saw Joel Creasy. I mm. saw Geraldine Hickey. Nice. I mean, even just going to the Midsummer Extravaganza, mm. um, that was amazing. Yeah. I came and saw you. Your show was fantastic. Thank I think it, I think it's absolutely important to support our friends. Yeah. Yeah, show that we're there well, the for each other. the thing yeah. is an interesting thing that you bring up. Australia obviously has a huge culture of comedy. Yes, um, and it was such a good It's one of the industries I work in. And, and the biggest comedy festival outside Montreal, I believe, mm-hmm. is, is the Melbourne Comedy really? Festival. Really? Wow. It's, a, it's an interesting one yes. because it has always been dominated by straight yes, people. When I was a kid has. growing up, the only gay person I saw on television yeah. was Adam Richard, who is an is amazing person. Mm-hmm. But again, gave mm-hmm. me one of my first ever gigs, was, which was Talking Puffy, wow. the, the, yeah. the first gay podcast. Our predecessors. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> our ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like, again, the, the, the LGBTIQA plus comedy scene in Australia is also really fantastic at that. Yeah. Um, Nate Velvo um, mm-hmm. let me open for him. It was my first live gig. Seeing people like Joel Creasy, who started yeah. out doing gigs for Adam Richard, is yeah. now doing, mm-hmm. you know, he's obviously making huge amounts of money and then hiring people like Kirsty Wiebeck, who's yes. obviously well-respected in our, our, our circles yeah. and stuff, but hasn't yet cracked sort of the mainstream TV mm-hmm. scene. So, And the interesting thing is there's a whole thing in comedy where a lot of big comedians mm-hmm. will hire someone to be there their opening act who is nothing like them because they don't yeah, want the audience yeah. to like them more than, oh, than okay. but the gay yeah, yeah. community has been really good at not doing and that so you, you'll yeah, often see so... someone go gee that's weird that they're opening for them and it's because yeah. they don't want the, yes. the opening act to do better than they will so they pick someone okay it's like we want you to do well but not too well yeah we yeah, want you to be good yeah. but we don't want you to resonate with yes. the audience but the, yeah. the gay comedians on the Australian oh, scene are really good at not doing that and, and yeah. picking people Just that picking... they think really need a chance to be shown that's really refreshing that's why we got Tom Ballard to open for us <laughs> but that's the thing too is like I think about our live show it was our yeah. first ever one and how oh many people and they were so wonderful oh, actually it, it was, was so nice to see so much beautiful support from mm. so many cool people untested like, yeah untested they didn't know what they were getting brand brand like, <laughs> and yeah. still rocked up and, and supported us I, I think socially there are some elements mm-hmm. you know outside of the performing arts we can have a culture of tall mm. poppy syndrome or cutting each other down yeah. but I don't don't think it's entirely restricted to the LGBT community. Yeah. One of the real trends that we see, especially through mental health, is that the 
prolification of social media means that we are constantly comparing ourselves yeah. mm. to mm-hmm. our feeds because we are sort of absorbed by other people's achievements yeah, absolutely. on a daily basis you don't f- people don't post boring stuff mm. or like the mundane you see the most interesting mm. facets you just of see the most yeah, important curated. stuff that curation exactly mm-hmm. is what leads to some feelings of resentment yeah. and and self-doubt and and it really festers mm-hmm. i agree with tom that i haven't seen it as much online within australian queer communities mm-hmm. yeah uh, american ones on twitter though i've seen people go off yeah oh, uh, yeah. yeah that's interesting to me when you think about the combination of our tall poppy syndrome and the kind of cultural stereotype of gay men being catty cutting witty people mm. you know mm. we're sort of known for yeah but there is and- a way of balancing that out isn't there like yeah. you, can, you can make a bitchy comment to someone i mean well every it was every recording comment, of our podcast we like, read yeah, each other yeah, yeah. But then yeah. we it was a yeah. fun it was a yeah. fun read but there is also a, a dark side to that where there is also aggressiveness and and the whole thing mm-hmm. of tall poppy syndrome is the idea is that the poppy is blocking out the sunlight that would have gotten yeah. to the poppies underneath right. it so the theory is that you know by you being famous you're blocking out any attention that i might be getting oh. or something like that i saw well. someone post their engagement photo it was a gay couple yeah and one of the first comments on twitter was someone just saying whatever <gasps> like a oh, <laughs> oh wow and, and that was a clear yeah. example of this yeah. kind yeah. of attitude and i i won't make the presumption that that person's just a pile of garbage yeah it's, it's probably it's... fair to make it <laughs> we'll yeah. let the listeners make that assumption yeah. <laughs> but i can understand how someone that maybe has low self-esteem is bombarded with other people's yeah. achievements yeah. and has the anonymity mm. and the distance of yeah. social media being able to cut someone down remotely like mm. a sniper we've really given this tool to people mm. to be able to cut each other down mm-hmm. yeah another thing in the, in the arts sector as well mm. and miss candy sort of touched mm-hmm. on when she was on our show some of the unsung heroes of the queer arts community because for these girls to get up to in the extremes cases sort of Courtney Act on RuPaul's Drag Race they had to start somewhere in a venue somewhere Mm -hmm. for an audience to start following them and Miss Candy was saying that um, the unsung heroes are the bar managers and the venue owners that are taking a risk and putting on these first timers in front Mm, of an audience to sort of do it and and some of them I think are worth mentioning Hairs and Hyenas which is a a wonderful which we haven't talked enough about on this podcast wonderful yeah. queer bookshop mm-hmm. in Melbourne Fitzroy mm-hmm. that have performance spaces and have yes. some wonderful yeah. performers I know Mama Alto started doing some of yeah. her first gigs there and still performs still there yeah. um, as well Paul Anthony at DT's has just started a, a brand new night which no one's even doing this concept which I love on Monday nights of Justin Talika a wonderful drag I love king Justin Talika. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and like what drag kings yeah. are working in Melbourne on a yeah. regular gig like because he's got to invest money for a long time yes. before this takes off and, and people start following it important element to it as well I think yeah I was interested to know if any of you have experienced anyone kind of cutting you down because I know once when I was at a bar I ran to someone I knew and I had a few drinks and we're Mm. talking and we're talking about the podcast even and he introduced me to his friend and I, I don't know, I had a few drinks. So I was feeling like a little bit like, oh yeah, I'm yeah, actually yeah. on a podcast. It's actually like one of the top queer podcasts in Australia. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. What? Just, <laughs> just, we were discussing just before, Who? Luke's actually never listened to an yeah, episode. No, he's not <laughs> us. Yeah, Speaking no of cutting people on. down. <laughs> yeah. We have um, a clear five-star rating yeah, on this yeah. show. Yeah. Really? But yeah. I, I was speaking to this person I just met, a friend yeah. of a friend. And he's like, oh, well, there's not really that many queer podcasts in Australia, is there? I was like, you know what? Suck my dick. 
yeah. like so rude like i was so unnecessary i thought yeah. but otherwise generally when i've been out i have been approached by many people yeah saying love the podcast so i love that that's very nice it's definitely been overwhelmingly more positive mm, than negative for me anyway tonight's a <laughs> night where i'm like i hope no one actually listens to this episode because we're just- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i was actually in a relationship with someone who I think the more we talk about it, I realize like that was kind of mm. what was going yeah. on. Mm. JB and I used to muck around and record shows and, and write songs and do stuff like that. Mm. And I remember talking to my ex about it and being like, oh, I just finished doing mm. this thing with JB. And we were really proud of it. We wanted to do some film stuff as well. And I remember he looked at me and he was like, but that's just your stupid drunk mate stuff. Like that's just yeah. you and your mate being stupid. Mm-hmm. He was in the arts. Yeah. So he was like, I actually like perform. You do get a lot of perform. wanky people in the arts as yeah. well that are you very high and mighty. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we have one here tonight with us. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I realized looking back that yeah. something about any creative endeavor that I took yeah. in mm-hmm. that relationship was pretty quickly shut down yeah. Yeah. or like discouraged. And it, it actually took me a long time to get back into the game like even to apply for this show Mm -hmm. because after that was like a three-year relationship after three years of that you kind of go oh yeah i am that is just stupid shit stuff that i do that i had to force myself to send a video in to be on this show yeah because years of it had just told me you're not at the level to do stuff properly yeah yeah. Yeah. you can do stuff with your mate because the thing if you hear it time and time again yeah Yeah. of course you're gonna think that yeah when i first started doing comedy i only did stand up Mm -hmm. as myself like no drag Mm. no characters or anything like that i just did like four years of stand up okay then started doing granny bingo by accident basically Mm. like there were characters that we did for fun because I'd grown up in a nursing home and Kyle grew up with his yeah. grandma that we just sort of played these old ladies yeah, every now and then okay. and, and we were like let's do something with this and a comedian a well-known comedian at comedy festival said so you've kind of gone backwards and I was oh, like what? what? Wow and they were like this is a heterosexual yeah. uh, they said a well breeder. you know normally people go from like doing the weird queer fringy drag stuff yeah, into yeah. stand up but you've sort of gone from stand up to doing the weird fringe and I was like oh. fuck you like I'm selling out yeah. Like, yeah. we've, we've <laughs> sucked my granny out. dick yeah. every single granny bingo for like four years now but he also yeah. interestingly there was some drag queens that didn't really like it because we don't do like fishy faces you know we don't yeah, do we don't like, block our eyebrows like the yeah, grannies yeah. are we do not grannies. the grannies yeah. are they're living on the, the pension <laughs> they're, they're not they're not wealthy ladies <laughs> off shop dresses and that sort of stuff so when we were st- started doing it and we were selling out and we'd you know not done the cir- the drag mm. circuit before there was definitely some drag queens that were like who the fuck are these queens and it wasn't until sort of the last couple of years that a whole lot of other drag queens have started coming along and posting about how much fun it is and that sort of thing that these like bearded queens have started pretending like they're my best friend and all of a sudden which is fun oh yeah because they can flip real quick yeah Yeah. Yeah. well if everyone else likes it then I like it and still these ones that didn't like it have still never been but they now post nice things about it and like like all their posts if you hit a certain level of success you like outgrow the tall poppy syndrome and then you become like the you want to attach yourself to it kind of you a become thing. The, you, you become yeah. like a, a Klingon kind of like yeah. The, yeah. like those, yeah. those, those fish, fish on the sharks yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> a remora I think yeah 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 <laughs> but uh, having said that that is a, like the only example yeah. I can think of so you would say more so positive oh uh, yeah. like 99% that's positive. great that's from, great. From, from the queer community from the queer that's good to yeah. you yeah yeah absolutely good work queers <laughs> we can't do I think two episodes without talking about drag oh no we had Thorgy. We yeah, can't we do an episode without talking night. about drag, race, mm-hmm. 
And something that stood out to me in the most recent episode yeah. has mm-hmm. been the portrayal of one of the fishiest queens I've ever had on. Yeah. Plastic oh, tiara. Yeah. So beautiful. From Not to be a Vietnamese with plastic bag. <laughs> so she's a Vietnamese drag queen. Yes. Um, yeah. One of two Asian queens that were on this season that mm. both got very little screen time. Very I'm so sad little. about Soju still. Because oh, I, I wanted to see Soju flourish. Uh, and comparing it to I'm a big drag race Thailand fan. Yes. Yeah. Watching the American version, I realized these producers don't know what to do with Asian, mm-hmm. right. Asian yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the other characters have these very clear character arcs, which the producers kind of prod and poke the queens into. It's a redemption or it's a villain edit yeah. or it's the underdog or the beauty queen that learns how to be funny. They're all plot lines that you see season after season. Yeah. But you saw with both Soju and yeah. Plastique, they just didn't know yeah. where to like put nothing them. landed. It was yeah. just like, oh, you're just there. Yeah, she didn't really space. get much screen time, I thought, Plastique. Next to none, despite knocking out... All her looks were incredible. Pretty amazing runways. Yeah. Having an interesting background of, mm-hmm. you know, moving from Vietnam to America. But what really nailed the hammer in the Mm. head was some of the comments that have been made towards her in the last two episodes, Mm -hmm. which made me think maybe people just generally don't understand Asian people either. What I'm talking about is some comments that Michelle Visage, uh, one of the judges had made towards plastic, criticizing the fact that she'd slipped into her Mm -hmm. quote unquote Asian accent during a comedy performance. And she had used the kind of stereotypical nail technician, oh, you like, yeah, nails done thing. And she said, well, actually, Was... I got thrown off. I'm not an actor. And yeah. I just slipped into that. And that's actually my real voice. Yeah. yeah. That's how I actually I don't talk. think it is her real voice, though. I didn't believe that. Well, this is the thing, Carl, is yeah. a lot of people from biracial backgrounds yeah. will know about what linguistically we call yes. code switching. Yes, uh-huh. that's it. Yeah. It's really prevalent, especially from... I, I believe uh-huh. someone like Plastique who immigrated yeah. she and such as for sure. learnt yeah. English mm-hmm. as a second language. Okay. We even do it as gay people. Yeah. You code <laughs> Use switch. a real voice to a gay voice. Well, like, it's true, though. Yeah. You yeah. code yeah. switch depending yeah. on what if situation you're in. That's period. true. It's a very different yeah, yeah. to yeah. With me sitting here with you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone to kind of call that out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you walked into That's a business meeting and code switched yeah. mm-hmm. and then someone said, no, you can't talk like that in yeah. a meeting. That's that not your fucked. real yeah. voice. That would be yeah. absolutely fucked. Mm. But because it's seen as a comedic Vietnam yeah, yeah. accent, it was just okay for people to say, no mm. offense, but to say, I don't actually think that's her yeah. real voice and make really quick judgment mm-hmm. calls mm. about someone's sort of racial background and their upbringing and pass over the fact that yeah. code switching is something that people do daily. Like my parents, yeah. my mum does yeah. it all the yeah. time. Yeah. She'll speak to me in yeah. her Australian accent yeah. and then the phone will ring and suddenly she's yeah. a hundred-year-old Filipino lady. Yeah. And you yeah. go, what the fuck was mm. that, that? That's the same with my mum as well. Like in every day she has an Australian accent, but the moment she's on the phone with someone from New Zealand, she mm. has a New Zealand accent. And I never ever hear her without an Australian accent until she's on the phone yeah. with someone yeah. from home. Does that mean everyone's getting on board with my opinion that Michelle Visage is an asshole? 
I mean, I've always thought that. It was a a dick move for her to call that out because that's I didn't think it was her her place to say it. The worst thing about it was she gave a little bit of a motivational speech Mm, to a person of colour and said, look, we want you to be Asian pride, Mm. not... What what was it? It was Asian pride, not Asian stereotype or something. Something. It was was basically a white person telling someone Mm, how best... To be the best, she's got the Asian weirdest god complex, and she's should not be on that show. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I think her time's up. Yeah, so for me, it it also puts into context mm-hmm. the treatment of Asian people on the show mm. historically. Mm. A really interesting mm-hmm. and grey area to talk about has been one of my favorites, Manila. Yeah, yeah, um, oh, best. Back in the season three days, yes. had done a couple different Asian accents. Yeah, not purely mm-hmm. a Filipino one, which is her heritage, for comedic purposes, mm. for comedy challenges. And it brought up the question of, well, as an Asian person, can you do oh. another Asian accent and it mm-hmm. be, yeah. quote unquote, okay, uh-huh. because you're Asian? Yeah, right. Or is that still not okay? Oh, is that um, not okay? I mean, if a white person were to do like a German accent or something like but that, you, is that but this not is the okay? Problem. You can't compare like, oh, what is it? Like yeah. when yeah. a white person does another white, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, okay, it's, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She won that challenge, by the did way. She? So oh, the she judges did. <laughs> like her yeah. win for doing it and Winner. made some comments and said that was a really brave choice yeah. for you to go out yeah. in like a Chinese accent and make fun of it. But good on you for doing it. Mm. You're the winner this week. Right. Looking back on it, I go. Oh. So season three yeah, was a long time ago. About that. Uh, even though Manila, Manila yeah. is my girl, maybe not for mm. a show that hasn't been mm-hmm. the kindest to Asian representation. Yeah. My yeah. personal opinion when it comes to Asian mm-hmm. jokes in general is that it's still in this kind of grey area of mm. a lot of people still find them very funny. Right. Yeah. And it's not as outwardly offensive Mm -hmm. and damnable as making fun of other races Mm, mm. other racial humor is Mm. just like a no-go zone Mm. but because like in a lot of the acting challenges and stuff in rupaul's they do encourage the african-american people to play it up and put on accents and stuff like that it's put on like a black scent that queens to get that ghetto character out like um kennedy davenport and stuff in that one challenge and she was like really like they win as well yeah yeah and they win with it because it is funny but like you can't yeah it's it's confusing the thing i want to point out too is that rupaul herself is a master of code switching absolutely Uh, she does it every episode yeah you Mm -hmm. see it consistently Um, all the time it 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 is this kind of switch where it goes into the black scent yeah and that voice and vernacular yeah yeah to convey a certain point yeah and then switches back to yeah because she sort of plays like the, the school teacher throughout the show, but then when she's doing like the mini challenge at the start, she's oh like, yeah, she's yeah. all like using all and the lingo, sort of thing. Okay. and then when yeah. and then she goes back to school teacher, and then, then yeah. when they're yes. walking down the catwalk, it's very mm-hmm. girl whatever yeah. you know like yeah. yeah you're right she absolutely See, does. I think that episode was quite frustrating mm-hmm. as a biracial person to watch. You're absolutely right. They do mm. write these characters yeah. as caricature, broad yeah, caricatures of yeah. African Americans. Mm-hmm. And then to criticize an Asian person for, for doing, doing the it, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just it's, it seems very well. back and forth. Did you also see with the reading challenge, Silky Ganache oh, had like a racial thing yeah. with when she was reading yeah. um, Plastique and I think she called, did she call her Chinese or Japanese? And no, she no, no, no. She started used, talking in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Japanese she's like, that's words. the wrong language. Yeah. yeah. 
That whole um, section made no sense. Yeah. No, you that, know. That was a, okay, can I just say that was the most terrible reading challenge of like any season I've seen. Yeah, the like, true they all tragedy sucked. of they that episode. Sucked. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it was so much the reading challenge itself. Yeah. I think it's everything else that's come out uh-huh. since that. Oh, okay, because I've really like followed on, up on what's happened after. I just I've, thought... I've watched a lot of the stuff on Twitter, and it's more the fact that Silky Ganache is getting her back up about it and okay. being like, "Oh, I wasn't being account about it." Like, not in any sense being apologetic. Yes. Maybe I shouldn't have used or, a different yeah, like yeah. Asian language. Like it, it was a mistake I made. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. But she didn't do that. She was straight up just like I don't fucking care. She's Fuck very bad. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think where a lot more people are having issue yes. with than the fact of what she actually said. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I think more genuine Asian representation, especially in mm. reality TV show, will help people from other backgrounds understand is mm. some of the more complex family dynamics and yeah. pressures that people, specifically Asian background, mm. can have growing up. A point that was kind of mined for a bit of drama on the show was that Plastique had talked about her family yeah. not supporting her mm. and the Queen's kind of calling yeah. out. And it was, yeah, Raja and... Um, that's right. They were very like honing Akira, in on yeah. that and trying to like wanting specific. receipts. Yeah. yeah, they they sort of honed in on it as potentially her lying because she yeah. later had a video from her boyfriend yeah. saying like me and my grandma are rooting for you or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, but didn't really for plastic. She was like, yeah, that's fine. Mm. That's what it is. But I think someone who doesn't understand those dynamics of Asian parenting that would be completely lost to them. My my mother doesn't acknowledge any of the gay stuff yeah. that I do, including this show. Like, she would not come to this live show, but I still... She's called me tonight. I still talk yeah. to her every couple of days. She still yeah. supports me. She's not cut out of my life. She um, just cuts out parts of your life. Yeah, and yeah. that's very common in Asian mm. culture. It's, it's like... There's a culture of shame in yeah. Asian yeah. societies a lot as well, which is like hidden. You put that away. That's not for public view. We have the family seen this way. Yeah. And we all kind of accept that because that's how family dynamics have been forever. Yeah. That I could see why someone who doesn't really have extensive knowledge of the amount of pressure and shame and secrecy that's involved in Asian families could potentially look at that and just be like, this person's lying or she's putting on a voice. She's Mm. lying about her family. She's really pretty. So I hate her as well. (laughs) It just painted her in such a confusing, misguided light. Mm, Yeah. And I, I really think TV needs to do a little bit better and that it is a much more complicated issue than the five or so minutes of screen time she got this Mm. season. Plus, she needs to buy new tights. (laughs) She loves those fucking stone stone tights every week. Jesus. It's so good to have us all back together yeah. again. And I, and yeah. I, you know what? We've had some fun things to talk about this what evening. What an episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was highs, there was lows. It was good. Mm-hmm. Some dramatic tension. Some dramatic tension. <laughs> all the in-between. <laughs> you decide Love where it. that was. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, if you enjoy our podcast, please tell your friends. Spread the word. It was literally a topic. This week. Yeah, yeah. Sure. support, support gay people. Friends. Support God, literally. Us. Do you want to be an asshole? Do we are it. not told puppies. <laughs> support us. Jesus Christ. And that's a wrap. <laughs> see you all um, next week, yeah. bitches. See you next week, bitches. All four yeah. of us, hopefully. We can Is that the it. new we'll be exit now? Bitches. <laughs> bitches. Okay, bitches. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.